Yo, what's going on, guys? It's the Thickest Thieves Boys back in action with another podcast. I'm rapper Nate Rose. I am filmmaker David Elijah Pearsall. And we about to have a good episode, Let's dude. Go. It's a new year. New year, new me, new you. I think it's new year, same me. Same you? I ain't changing for nothing. I'm the same dude. You just I'm du- not growing You're just doubling nothing. down on your pride so hard. You're like, bro, ain't nothing wrong with me, bro. I'm Accept me as I am or leave. Prideful Pearsall is what they call Prideful Pearsall, that's right. Well, man, without further ado... Let's mask up like we finna rob some. What? I wanna talk about cash. Aliki, what we got? Okay, so it's our 30th episode. And it's our first episode in 2024. So we're gonna see how well you guys remember previous episodes with some 2023 show trivia. Oh, shoot. I have mm. seven questions. You'll write down your answers. The person with the worst memory is going to have the least points by the end of the game, and they're going to be forced to remember something corny they've done. Draw us the scene and describe to us what happened. Okay. Something corny we've done. That's a hard one because, I mean, I mean, we're so far from the corny world that it's kind of, you know. Not for me. I'm, I'm, bro, my entire, the first decade of my music career, I was just living just in cornball corny. territory. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's so, honest. That's honest. Look, I was liberated by the grace of God. <laughs> he, right. God liberates us from corniness. Let's crazy. get it. This is also going to be a test of who is more dedicated to this job. Okay, so whoever loses. Me? I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I do video full time, and it's actually how I survive. I think I'm more dedicated. Well, yeah. we'll see. It's we'll easy. see. So but David doesn't love question. SD. I'm an empath. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first question. Let's get it. Okay. In episode five and episode 13, we played Guess What's in My Lap. List both items you had on your lap in each episode. Oh, you're talking about that one episode. Got you. You said episode what? (laughs) Episode five (laughs) five. and episode 13. Oh, those ones, those ones. That's all you had to say. Got you. Okay, I got three. That's all I could think of. Off top, I'm ready. I'm taking. I'm going forward because might as well get one wrong. All right, all right. Go ahead. What you got? Recycling bin. Remember that one? Yep, yep. All right. The rock pillow. Uh huh. Easy. A mug. Don't know. I feel like I had a mug at some point, and then I put uh, rubber chicken. <laughs> rubber chicken was one. I don't remember. I said lobster slippers, the rock pillow, and the recycling bin mug. So. That was that was one and the same. Wow. So the the answer. Wait. Oh, I thought we was only supposed to guess the ones that we had. No, go ahead. Oh, no, it was all four items. Oh, I knew some of Nate's. Uh, Dang, bro. She okay. said that. That's all good. It's all good. I missed the rules. Uh, okay. So the the answer was the lobster slippers. Yep. The Dwayne Johnson pillow, the garbage can mug, and yes. the Axe pizza cutter. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yes. that's the one. That, you got that's me the on most. That one. That's the most. Well, I think you guys remembered. You both remembered three. We got three basically. Yeah. So you're so no. Points, oh, let's go. Wait, did, no, but he didn't say three though during his part, right? Huh? I said four. No, but you didn't say three correct ones. Rubber chicken wasn't one of them. You only got you only got the rock pillow and the recycling bin. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, got I got three. Rule, I would have heard. So you get a point. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Good job, bro. Hey, turn me up. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. That's just I, not I think that's just the honestly. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> In life, you got to realize two things. This is the way the cookie crumbles. There's cookies, and the cookies crumble. <laughs> and they crumble. Okay. In episodes two and 19, we played the estimating game where I put several of one object into a glass, and you had to guess how many of that object were in the glass. 
List any three objects we played with. Okay, easy. <laughs> Sheesh. Every game's easy for me, and then I take an L. All right, dude. I mean, how many did you get? <laughs> I put four. Okay, I put three. Okay, what you got? I put uh, pasta, M and M's, and mm-hmm. googly eyes. Oh, okay. I put uh, I put M and M's. Okay. Rice. The rice was one. Rice grains. Uh, thumbtacks. Oh, I almost put I, that I, one. I think we did thumbtacks, and then I put spaghetti noodles, like like pasta. Yeah, I think you got it, bro. The correct answers were sticky notes, chocolate chips, spaghetti, laundry items, items on the shelves, gummy worms, thumbtacks, rice, elbow pasta, and Q-tips. So M&M's, even though you both said it was not a part of that game. Dang, it's because we did that thing with Chance. Okay, <laughs> okay. You got right. it, though. You still got but, it. Yeah, did, yeah, I, did I win? Got, yes, you okay. got it. Okay, okay. Dang, I literally thought thumbtacks and gummy worms, and I was like, that's just my head. I'm just, like, extremely... <laughs> I was like, this isn't, isn't real. I'm just extremely excited to just be exerting dominance over David That's right what now. it is. And also, I'm extremely excited to come to the the ultimate idea that you live here and see these items on a day-to-day basis, and I don't. So. <laughs> Facts. All right. I just can't... I'm just sore loose. <laughs> <laughs> my man just can't take a graceful L. All right, let's all do right, it. All right, what it is. Okay, in episode 29... Chance Willie told us about how he became interested in stand-up comedy. Where was he when he realized he had this oh. interest? I know my homies. I for real. I already got it. Donzo, what you got? Go ahead and say it all out. His dad's funeral. Same thing. Dad's funeral. <laughs> Come on now. We know when it R- comes to friendships. R- we R- know. R.I.P. Papa Willie. Chance. R.I.P. Bro. Your, your story is beautiful, brother. Okay, if both you, if you, you want to know about point. that, go check out the episode. All right, what's that? We we should get a point. <laughs> Turn me up. I mean, then. I need. I mean, I need you to not get a point at least once. Yeah, it's three to one, Nate yeah. today. How many more rounds do we got? We have seven questions, so we have four more. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's, let's get, get it. it. Okay, in episode twenty-five, Morgan and Taylor from the Creeps and Crimes podcast told us about their apartment hauntings. What did they say the ghosts did? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know the homies. Ooh, I think I forgot about this one. <laughs> What'd they say the ghost did? Um, Creeps and crimes, just know. You know, I be listening. I be paying attention. David, on the other hand, you know what I'm saying? He just, I don't know. He's just in his own world sometimes. He just be thinking about butterflies, bro. He, he be thinking about stuff that ain't got nothing to do with me. All right, I got it. What'd you say? Took her earring. Oh, you're right. I put her sweater moved. I knew it was an object of her owning. <laughs> okay. The correct answer was actually ripped out her nose ring. Now, oh yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. That's no, 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 no. He didn't get it right. No, he didn't get it right. He don't get it. It was a nose ring. It was a nose ring. But let me throw it in there. Let me throw it in there. It was in the dishwasher, wasn't it? It was in the dishwasher. It was in the dishwasher. I know. I knew it. But we talked extensively about how it was her nose ring. We did, we did. It's okay. So no points. So okay, we'll take the point away. We'll take the point away. So it's still right. three one. Right, right. Going okay. into the fifth question. Okay. In episode eleven, you guys had to draw a topic out of a cup. You draw a music genre out of another cup, and you would freestyle a song that was in that genre about that topic. Okay. What was the topic of your country song? Okay. <laughs> Hey bro, I feel like I feel like I'm take I'm just like 
First of all, I don't get a review link. You hate our company! I don't get a review link to the edits. I feel like this is just in their way all David, the way. David, this is why we have a 95.5 in my favor. We talked about this before, but this is this is exactly why. That's crazy. It's like... Yeah. It's like I've been taking advantage of my whole life, bro. Yeah, bro. Well, <laughs> level up. That song? <laughs> um, Topic, country music. Uh, Okay. I got it. Okay, got it. What you put? Um, being a sock. I put the ballad of being a sock in a dryer. Okay. It was being a sock in a dryer. I'm just going to give it to both of you. All right. So it's four to two. Say, yeah, we got it. Being it's a four sock. to two. Being a sock, I'll say is acceptable. Yeah, being a sock. The embodiment. Of, dude, you killed that. Okay, here we yeah, go. Stuck in a dryer. I forgot how <laughs> it went. Two questions left. All the right. score is four to two. David, at best you could tie right now. So. Okay. All right, gang, gang. Here we go. In episode nine, we played Up for Debate at Bonnaroo. Who mm. can name the most topics we used? You remember when we used to wear the, uh, before we started holding the microphones, when we were wearing the lives, and every time I'd take a sip of coffee, you'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, anytime you guys really. It was just ASMR, dude. You heard the gulps. Because like, also it was like right by my throat. So right, I just... got it. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Me first? Yep. I, I got toilet paper and bidet, couch and recliner, centaur and minotaur, pirate and ninja. Mm, good ones. I got bidet and toilet paper, waffle versus pancake, candy and popcorn, recliner and couch. But I think, the, I think he got it still. The correct right. answers were waffles versus pancakes, yeah, centaur versus minotaur, mm. couch versus recliner, and pirate versus ninja. Hey, I know we did bidet versus toilet no, paper. No, we did toilet paper and bidet too. Now, I think that seals the win in for me. However, it does. It does. we have one more question. David, just just for the own pride purposes, you got to beat me on this one. All right, so let's level up. Yeah, I got you, bro. My pride's not based off this though. <laughs> in episode ten, I'm just being prideful still. <laughs> All right, let's go. In episode ten, we answered trivia questions related to the biggest director of all time, the biggest movie of all time, the biggest mm. song of all time, and the biggest artist. So, can you remember? Who was the biggest director? What was the biggest movie? Who was the biggest artist on Spotify? And what was the biggest song on Spotify? Dang. All right, cool. I got my answers. I'm sealed. I don't know the song, so I'm just going to take a guess and say. I mean, I don't really, I don't think I know any of these, but we're going we gonna to try it. Cool. We locked in. Okay, let's do let's do director first. Who'd you say? James Cameron. Says Steven Spielberg. It was Spielberg. Mm. I actually thought about I thought about putting James Cameron. I had it down, and I was like, he's the goat. Okay. Movie. Movie. Titanic. I said Infinity War. It was Avatar. I I it could I was like I it, it was still Titanic for some reason. I I thought about putting Avatar too, yeah, but me too. but. Okay. Okay. Artist on Spotify. I put Taylor Swift. I, I put know. Taylor Swift. It was Drake. Dang, dude. Shout out our boy Drake. He's always killing it, bro. Our friend. Yeah. Sir That's Aubrey Graham. You talking, talking about A? Yeah. 
You're talking about the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, biggest song on Spotify. Blinding lights. Ooh, good one. I just put Gangnam Style. I could not think of one. It was Blinding Lights. Good job. Yeah, good baby. Job. Dang, okay. Nate slaughtered me in this game. Hey, it's all good. Okay, so Nate, you won. That means you have the best memory of I our got, 2023 the- shows. And that means that David's now going to be forced to share a corny memory with us. No, here's what I want to... I got to draw it? What you got to do is you got to draw something, either either a corny memory or a time you felt corny or a time you did something corny, something like that. I can't wait to see this because I mean, there's an endless, the time endless okay well to pull from. I got you. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. Actually, <laughs> I know exactly the corny moment I'm thinking about because it's in my head every time I take a shower. You talking about that moment? Yeah, that's what you want to see. That's the one you I want to see, see. That illustrated. Yeah, you're gonna look into the face of. <laughs> We're about to you go. You, you've never right seen a level of insecurity on this scale. You gonna watch my strokes? <laughs> Pause. Yeah, no, no. Like, <laughs> hold on, bro. I'm watching my strokes. You know, when I was corny, the entire year. Wait, wait, from- wait, wait. Let me see it first. Let me see it first, and let me see if I can guess it. No, hold on. No. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> you know, when I was corny, it wasn't a moment. It wasn't a moment at all, actually. It's actually a, a time of my existence. It's an era. Yeah. It was an era from 18 to 25 <laughs> when I decided to get. Frame glasses of this size, square. My hair was cut short. I didn't have the curly, luscious hair that you know on this podcast. My, my man looked. This image is, I mean, it's damn near a Polaroid of me it, at that time. It, I, I saw it immediately and I knew it. This this was you right here. You were like, I remember the first time I met Ollie Joseph. I go, What's up, bro? I go, He goes, Hey, I go, Hello, Ollie. Nice to meet you. Oof. Excuse me. Oof. Excuse me. I like your dreads. It was like, bro, it was, it was a bad time in my life. I was corny. I felt like I was a square. I had a shirt from Lee University that I wore almost every day. I just liked wearing it around so the house. So you were musty also. I was also, I wasn't musty. Let's not take it that far. Man. I was raised right. But no, it was like, it was just that this collared, like, it was one of those shirts that like a, a basketball coach, a high school basketball coach wears. Yeah. I just wore that and I decided to make YouTube videos about it or yeah. about the, about filmmaking and I wore that shirt. And, yeah. Bro, and I now look at no you. Sweat. You look like the flyest lumberjack in the land. I feel like you step foot in Alaska, you're a hero. Look at you. Hiking boots. I'll take it. You got the... I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that anyways, pop. That pop anyways, goes crazy. Yeah, I was corny, man. It was It was actually, like you said earlier, by the grace of God, that I was able... I was pulled out of it. Yeah. And realized that... You emerged into... I can just be myself. He can just... And no one actually cares that much about you. Bring out the sauce that was gifted to him through you know a, tr- is, a transcendent source. You know what it is, dude? I know we're going to t- we're going to get into some transcendence, quote unquote, and some news we got to touch today. But you know what it is? It actually is. What it is? I think I got to a point where I realized I was like, bro, no one cares about me as much as I think they do. Yeah. And that was such a big eye opener for me. Me for sure. No one. Me for sure. No, I just think you know you just walk around and you're like, dude. I'm going to go and be upset that I didn't do this or I'm going to feel some type of way. I'm going to feel corny in this moment. And the people that I think are pursuing me this way are just going to go home and have fun. They're that's, all going to do their true. thing. And I'm over here thinking about that's it. That's true. And you're probably ruminating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're you're, rumi- you're ruminating like, on an idea of something yes. that you don't even, it's like nobody else is even picking up on at all. Right. You're just hyper aware to it. Bro, I'm, I would be like, I mean, you, I'm not going to wear these baggy pants because it makes me stand out. Someone's going to, he's trying too yeah. hard. And it's like, those. even if they are thinking that, it's like, I'm not privy to that information unless they tell me. Yep. And it's like, and also if you wanted to wear them and you can just stand on that, then yes. you're like, yeah, but I'm, but I like them. So Bro, one of the biggest things, that's just, exactly. that's just confidence. One of the biggest things that resonated with me, this, 
isn't a super philosophical idea or anything, but it's how I talk to myself, which was like, when I get to the end of my life and I have nothing but myself inwardly to look at, I have to be content because the only other option is being incontent. And that seems like hell. Yeah. Right? That seems like, like I'm getting to the end of your life and being like, I didn't live my life as if. Right. Like, yeah. It, that seems like hell attention. that I, that it's more so hell just like to always live in a, in a state of continuous, like, ridicule from yourself it's like living in that state is like i knew that i I was thinking i knew if i keep down this path it's just that's just going to be my life it is and i was like oh well also i can choose to be in that state and so i was able to i was some at some point i was just like you know what like i would would i be much happier thinking that i lived the life that was more pleased i guess uh preferable to the people around me or would i live the life that in the end i'm happy and and I just chose the other way, you know what I mean. And I yeah. still, I think we're doing that all, doing that all the time. And I definitely still, I'm not like fully free. Like I don't feel right. like I'm, you know what right. I mean. I don't feel like I'm just. No, like, I dude, I I get it. I mean, I we we had a little bit of this conversation last night to some extent, but yeah, you know, I mean, I definitely have themes of that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just kind of figure it out. You kind of figure it. You kind of grow into confidence of, and especially when you know where a lot of confidence comes from is purpose. Because if you have purpose, right. that that transcends all the other meaningless opinions. Mm-hmm. It's like. It, you know, if somebody has an opinion about how my voice sounds on a particular part of a song, I'm like, yeah, I did that on purpose because I am doing this and, and me making music is m- like my art. So therefore like, yeah, okay. You don't like that or you don't like the song at all mm-hmm. or whatever the case is it's like, that's cool. That's not that. Then it's not for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like this, this is, this is what I do. Like, this is what I like. And right. so, you know, and I'll find that audience out there, but you know what, bro? And I think, well, unfortunately, I think of a lot of our demographics and usually there's a, I think there's a, like a, a event horizon that happens in people's life. There's like some sort of like, um, I think boat that carries them through this process. For me, it was a relationship, right? It was a relationship. And then when that relationship was done, I realized that the time in that relationship, thinking about how I was affecting that relationship and tr- thinking that it was manipulating my world, um, in a, in a, in a way that was making me be like that former person that I didn't like thinking about that. And then it just goes away. And then I go, Oh, like I should have never put so much faith and so much, so much into that when that was never my identity because now I'm left without it. I have nothing yeah. but to look at. Yeah. And I think a lot of you get that. Some people get it in a lot of people get it in relationships because we desire to be loved. Right. A lot of that happens with people when, when they, you know, they're first dating someone they fall in love with or something like that. Not saying that you don't put a lot of strength and a lot of dedication into your relationships. I think that should be if the strongest relationship you have outside of God. I think that that's what it sh- should be, but it should never be at the sake of losing your own independency. And I think that's what I did. You, you, know, you know, you know what? I have an interesting anecdote to that end, but from the other side mm-hmm. where a place I was in a more unhealthy place and insecure and I wasn't allowing my partner at the time to, like, I was trying to map my vision of what she needed to be onto mm. her, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in a way that was inauthentic, which that happened to you. You know, you were unable exactly. to be your, the true, put it. your true self. So I'm saying it works from both ways. And what it really is, though, is it's two damaged people trying to figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? And, like, when when I look back, I'm like, oh, I was at fault in that prior relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I'm, it wasn't just me. You know what I'm saying? But I take sure. on the full burden of the responsibility of that. And I do think right. that I was a significant portion of it because I was I was in a bad state. And so um, that's almost like the flip side. Like I can speak to it from the flip side. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, we each know these people that we're talking about um, ambiguously. Yeah. I'm not going to. 
put names on blast or anything like that. But yeah, man, it's beautiful, and I'm glad that you. I, able I to, hope she's doing great though. Yeah, same you know? here. And like, people are so complex. That's the thing. Is like, I think sometimes we like to look at things retroactively and go, you know, I'm glad I got out of this toxic. You hear that all the time. I got out of this toxic relationship, right. which, in by nature, that statement is toxic in itself. To assume that the person on hundred percent of the toxicity so was that they're so simple that they were just toxic and you <laughs> yeah, weren't. Dude. No, that was such a complex person. They weren't dealing with anything. Yeah, they were all. just being ty- tyrannical with with fully having their stuff figured out. Yeah, and man. you did nothing. Yeah, dude, you had no involvement in that. I, it's it's a very selfish way of thinking. And if you could take that thought into every relationship, there's been times where you have said something and I didn't like it, and then I have to go. I'm like, I'm like, didn't. But who do I know to be Nate? And then it, put it up against that, and I'm able to. I think at least get close to until we get to the point of communication, get close to understanding um, the true intentions of said phrase. And if I get to that point and then I still don't feel comfortable about it, then I just talk to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just like, if you can, if you can put every, every, every person in your life and you take any piece of conflict and you go, how, what do I know about this person? And if it comes, comes to the point in which you go, Oh, this person loves me or they have a positive attribute that they apply to me, friend, mother, whatever. You have that positive attribute and you can apply it to that conflict and you go, maybe they didn't mean it that way. If you go into That's it. That's just grace, with bro. The, with That's the open, grace. Now you're open now. You're giving people, you're, right. yeah, you're exactly. giving people the benefit of the doubt. You're giving, you're understanding how complex yeah. you are as a person and mm-hmm. the fact that you, things that you say sometimes are misinterpreted or could have been said out of like irrational attitude or like whatever the case is and you're applying that same level of grace to another person. And, and 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 I think that if you are practicing that, I mean, that's obviously sowed through in a deeply religious way. But like, to brought to the extremes, right. it's like you can you can forgive someone for almost anything, and you you know what I mean, and give yeah. them, um, yeah, which, which is beautiful. It is. Yeah. I love that you said two things: grace and forgiveness. Um, because I mean, essentially, you take God, right, who created people in His image, right. And he is the embodiment of all loving, right? So he see, uh, if he can, then God doesn't see us with any bias at all, right? God only sees us as an individual, right? He only sees this person who's going through something. And he knows that this person is also made in the image of himself. And he knows that himself is also an all loving individual. So if he can then, uh, that's why he has the ultimate grace. That's why he has the ultimate forgiveness, and it's like you said, everything, it's so weird how we can, as humans, manipulate these, conver- not manipulate, but maneuver through these conversations yeah. in a way that gets to a point that maps on to, for me, maps on to Christianity. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I was going to say, you're coming for, you are a Christian. Yeah. I wouldn't consider myself a Christian yet. Right. You know, and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, like, I feel like I have subscribed to a lot of uh, some of the truths. Like, basically, I have gone all the way out i went way deep in the philosophy and i'm and as i feel like satanism and like yeah yeah, you know you know what i'm saying like i did i did human sacrifices right you know what i'm saying um and that's why i think greg has a lot of trauma because y'all y'all are brothers and then you well he's eight years younger than me and when i was i was think i was 12 so that would have made him what five that that was the first time i slid a goat's throat dang And, and he had to watch that bleed out of five i didn't really think about the fact that I want you to continue what you say. You were saying a good thought, and we went a different way, but I want to hear what you were saying. No, I, okay. I took it off. No, no. Um, what what I was saying is that that I'm not fully, I haven't fully subscribed to Christianity. I still have a lot of searching to do myself as far mm-hmm. as, um, you know, 
I haven't dived into apologetics. I need to look at other world religions in sure, depth yeah. as well. But a lot of the things that I have found philosophically start to be true as far as building my worldview, they seem to map on a lot of these religious themes. Like, mm-hmm. And it, it starts to really validate the not only the importance, but the truth thereof of these these religious themes. And I used to think about it totally differently. Like I used to think about religion in a, I was never super cynical towards religion. I've never been that person. I know a lot of people are in that space where, right. you know, maybe they've been hurt by, by members of a church who didn't uh, live up to the, to the words, or maybe, maybe and because look, it's also, it's also uncomfortable to have to face your yourself. The introspection, that process of ego dissolution is uncomfortable by nature. So you can imagine, even if you didn't have people like, let's say you didn't have examples of people in the church who hurt you really bad. Okay, well, you might be, if you went to church and you were really holding on to your own ego and cynical, and a lot of people are when they're young. Like, when you're young, it's sure. straight ego because, like, we haven't figured out how to, that, you know, that's part of becoming mature. And so I think that that what happens is these people might even be in an environment where they're around people who are loving and whatever, but it, it, it casts such a shadow onto themselves that it's so uncomfortable to be in that space that they don't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's like you're almost like looking at this thing and you, you know, and, uh, but, but I do feel like, you know, there are a lot of themes that even address that with Christianity. It's like, it's like the whole unworthiness thing. And, but, well, um, fall, yeah, like, you know, you're yeah. detest, not detestable, but you know, you're sinful by nature. Right. Yeah. Falling humbly before the God, because he's the only one who can take it from you. Yeah. yeah. It is a lot of, I, you know, I really commend your, your thoroughness when it comes to searching for said answers, right? I mean, I feel like you, you're dealing, you start at the, which I guess humanity, which would be the base level in understanding how humans have been able to make sense of the world, which is, I guess, by design or by nature philosophy, right? Is, you know, how certain people, the best think, big top thinkers, you're talking about Aristotle, Seneca, all these people, all the way down to our modern you know, JP and all those guys, and you're able to take all that. That's what the humans have applied and how they've been able to, in theory, evolve yeah, mentally to um, interact in the most positive way with everyone else. And then you're like, okay, cool. Let me, let me dive into that and understand it. And then it's like, okay, how do I, <laughs> I guess is how we get into the conversation of something like entropy. It's like, how do I get past that? And then I get past that. And then you get to the point where you, you start to think about your, your one of my favorite concept theories, which is hedonism and the time paradox and just always, you're reaching for eternity now. Yeah. You, you're able to build these relationships up, continually build them up until you die. Yeah. But then you want to work, you're even working past that. And that's where obviously religion comes into play when you start talking about building for eternity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot to that. I feel like if we, if we got dive too deep into that, we will get into, this will become just like a straight philosophical podcast. So love it. I mean, so you know what, dude, but we look. We have going with the flow. Sometimes. We got listen. I agree, but we got to talk about some chaotic things going on, bro. <gasps> so because in the presence of this good that we're talking about in this process of ego dissolution and fixing yourself, you also have the world is doing some other shit, bro. Yeah. You know, you know, like uh, the world how about how, bro, how about uh, Epstein's list being leaked? How about that? How about how, or not leaked? Uh, being released straight up, just being released straight up. And, and some of the names on there, bro. Robert Downey Jr. Bro, DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. But the craziest one, and the internet's been talking about this a little bit. If you didn't know, young Stephen Hawking. Man, that's sad. It is. It I mean, is. What's, I mean, how many, does it tell them, I think some of them had like more times than 
there's there's a number that's beside true. how many, which yeah. is crazy because I think someone like Bill Clinton went seventy three times is what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I was gonna say like like there's if you've been like once or twice, you more than likely are not just you're you probably know. not doing that much bad stuff. I would think, or is it too hard to believe that maybe, maybe that you're just going for it? Because Epstein, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they were having actually, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were actually having some some of those people were actually just having you know interactions, mm-hmm. but but uh, yeah, you go seventy three times, bro, you are going for something. Look, we, we don't want to get too far into what Epstein and the island, what they were into. Like, what does this mean to you? What is this? Like, what do, what do these logs reveal to you? Well, what I think this means. All right. So if we're again, we can take it from this this sort of this directionality of ego dissolution and shifting the your time scale further and further out. Right. So let, let me let's just step back just to make sure that people are kind of clear on what we're talking about. OK, so. If you are the 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 most egotistical time frame is the immediate moment. If you have if if you are serving your immediate self, I go I go I want to eat a cookie. I want to eat a cookie, so I'm going to eat a cookie now. I want to and I just want to eat it because it tastes good. But beyond that, it's like in the, in the, in the extreme, it's like I am so full of rage right now. I just want to indulge murdering somebody right. because that will serve the immediate me. I'm not thinking about any of the future ramifications of that. So anyway, the further you, you, you shift that out, the more that, that's almost a, a, an illustrator or a, a it's, it is a, it has correlates with being more mature and more selfless. So you, and you could think about somebody who has kids, you know, you, that is a big part of ego dissolution because because when you have kids for a lot of people like it really changes them and what what it is is like it really it really isn't about you anymore now you got to keep someone else alive now you got to right. teach someone else how to be and grow you have to you have to i mean it's your duty to be selfless to a certain extent right and then you're thinking about now you're thinking beyond your own life you're thinking to your kids lives how can i set my kids up but the fullest extent of that is what you alluded to earlier is living with the idea of your eternal self. If you take it to its absolute limit, how do you live in, in accordance with eternity as your time horizon? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, different religions have different ideas on how to, like to providing a rubric yeah. on how to do that. So I think that's what's happening. So with people that are leaned into the opposite of conventional wisdom found in these philosophical ideas and religious ideas, I think what you have is is more and more a service of the immediate gratification. And when you become, and as you get more powerful, you have more access. So, and and we've seen this, like this is well studied as far as pornography goes. Mm -hmm. It's like the more, I mean, pornography is causing, you know, erectile dysfunction in people that are far too young otherwise to have it. ejaculation. Yeah, there's a lot I'm of. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the, yeah, the, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. It's just a concept. They're like. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying, like, it actually it, it takes away intimacy. In That's multiple, true. Multiple That's levels. true. That's true. And then, and then also, you have to get into. So you might start out with something like more, you know, dipping your foot in, but like it, it takes a little bit more. It's like, it's like you have a. What's the word I'm looking for? A tolerance. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. No, tolerance, bro. So you have like, you, it, like you have to do something. You yeah. have to see something more and more extreme as you go along. And so anyway, I think that that is what is happening at the highest levels of power. It's like, okay, mm. cool. Like a, buying a Ferrari can no longer give me immediate gratification and, and whatever. Like, uh, you know, I have a huge house. I, I have, I have, I have my foot on the neck of certain people because I know I have something on them and they they have to do what I have to say but it goes all the way to the level of like can I indulge 
sexual activity with children and get away with it. That's evil. You know what I'm saying? And then I mean, and that's like that's like I mean that yeah that's not thinking about any okay. like anybody. Let me ask you this then: What's beyond that? Beyond that? I mean, I can tell you my theory on that, right? And go I ahead, go ahead, yeah, about this, please. Some people even believe in like, you know, you have this is so fringe conspiracy, but you have like Illuminati and the sacrificing of of kids and stuff like that that's been rumored. So. Is that the next? You, do you think that stuff is real, bro? What well, of uh, the Illuminati stuff? I mean, do you think to, that, to, that people? Uh, let me say this. Let me point, say this. Bro? Let me say this. What is the? I I don't dive super deep into the Illuminati stuff, right? Because I'm not. I'm not until they ask. I'm not on that tip. But here's until the thing. What's you, the difference? They're going to ten extra career, bro. Listen. What's the difference between the Illuminati and the fact that there was a private island that a billionaire owned that flew out the world's most powerful people? For parties where they had kids in cages, like I mean, that, like, like no, but I'm, but I'm saying, I'm saying that, that, someone, that, like, that seems like if I just was like, it's evil. That's what yeah. Illuminati is, basically. It's like, it's like all the p- most powerful people mm. doing, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I'm like, well, okay, like, if and it's, it's not, a, it's knowing that the Epstein situation actually is true and and has played out in this fashion, it almost validates this concept of. Bro, the not, Illuminati, it's not, it's like not, also, we I think sometimes we kind of like as normal people chilling, not in that hierarchy of success, we kind of just distance away. We're like, that can't believe that's happening, and we forget that no, it's real. These people were doing that, bro. Yes, no, not like it, you know we hear conspiracies all the time. It's like how many other conspiracies are real, dude? Yeah, how yeah. many other random ones are weird, dude? Was, I don't know. Was a uh, was was Louis Vuitton? Was it Louis Vuitton that did that weird like kids campaign? That was Balenciaga. Balenciaga, I think bro. Were was. they really doing? Were they really in that fringe weird? Maybe, dude. I don't sacrifice, know. Sacrifice, sacrificial yeah. vibe. I don't know. I I I think my threshold for jumping to certain conclusions like that is is I kind of like I don't know. I mean, you can make a case that it's plausible, but but what uh, do you think, bro? Give, give me if you were to lean in one direction. What I think is there make a make a bold claim, Nate. No, my bold claim is that that I think there's a uh there there's a full indulgence of evil at the extreme. If there's extreme good, if there's extreme altruism, if you have somebody like Gandhi, mm-hmm. you know, and we know this though, like we've seen this throughout history. You know, you look at somebody like Hitler or Stalin. Hitler, uh, was, I mean, you have eugenics and the genocide that like the efficient genocide of as many people as possible they were they were good at it they were they were actually in fact like the nazis bro like i think a lot of people are hip to this but like they were very technologically advanced their their tanks were better so it's like they the german engineering they were engineering for the purpose of winning this yeah this this war to to build this Aryan race and stuff is kind of crazy, but that's like that's that's an extreme. Stalin is an extreme. He, you know what I'm saying? The 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 revolution that took that over resulted in 70 million people dying and starving to death, and business owners being murdered and profit being viewed like there like actually they, was a group of people in Nazi Germany, powerful people in their government speaking about before it ever happened, before we ever knew it was going to happen, speaking about slaughtering and eradicating. And the yeah, entire women and children. People. You, you, yes. some. I mean, they had to build systems aware, around where the men went, where the women and children went, and it happened. What the and we, yeah. and what gives me a lot of peace in that is understanding that you know the good prevailed overall. We were able to stop it, right? And I, that you know I, that's why it's like it's it's crazy to believe because some people have the belief that you know there's 
the the whole the veil over who controls over the world is all evil. Some people just immediately default to that. Right, right. But obviously that's not that's also proven in seeing that people stood up against genocide and things of that nature and tried to stop it. Yeah. No one liked even though it was uh, I don't even want to get into that conversation about the atomic bomb. Yeah. But it's like that gives me a lot of peace. Knowing that people there are good people and there are evil people, but it ex- the good exists. Yeah. Is 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 so you, you you know you know what I think is is a really, and this is this is a you know a Jordan another Jordan Peterson kind of perspective from his line of thinking, but it's like Father we JP. everybody has the proclivity, if given the correct circumstances, to be either to be maximally good or maximally evil, and anywhere in between. If you so were, so there's okay. a book called Ordinary Men that I started reading okay. that, that is on Jordan's reading list, yeah, and it's basically about how. More or less, you know, middle-aged, 45, 50-year-old cops mm. before Nazi Germany happened through duty and, uh, what, what's the word, desensitive, desensit- desensitization. Yeah, yeah, desensitization. Through that, they, they were, they basically turned from ordinary men into the people that were capable of, of doing acts such as that. And, and it was like a gradual, it was a gradual, like, it, it's like the, it's like the uncomfortable in the other way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it is also uncomfortable to fix yourself. I was gonna make one more quick point, okay. and then and then uh, I know you were about to say something. Um, is that is that with I think what makes it so extreme at the rich level or whatever, if you want to talk about wealthy and powerful, is that there's the means. You know, so if you're somebody who has no bread and you're barely getting by, mm-hmm. you have just as much good and evil present in those situations. Right. You have people who would r- rob and and murder and steal from people and all this, right? You know, and that's, that's, but you also have poor people who have, who have really figured some, something out. Mm -hmm. And we know a lot of people like that. People that don't have a lot of bread, but they are, they are uh, active in their community. They're pouring good into the world. They're a beacon of light for a lot of people. And then at the, at the wealthy level, you have people who lean fully into the, to the evil, which is, you know, an example of Epstein's mm-hmm. Island, but you also have people doing immense good or trying to affect immense good. And they have the means to do that at a grand scale and right. to affect a lot of people. Yeah. And so to me, it's like this, this kind of constant battle of worldview and how it turns out and what sort of thing we want. And, uh, yeah, that's that, that's that frontier, baby. Yo, what's up guys? We have a show called up for debate where we get our best friends, artists, comedians, influencers and they debate about mundane topics like couches versus recliner which is oh, yeah. featuring mike lv and john chris here's a clip there's never been a living room with a recliner and no couch never florida a recliner george. is like mm-hmm. a hat for a living room it's like florida george line with the bb rex like she can i don't she know what collab. that means that's a lot of yee talk i don't is understand it? that's a little uh, you're kind of you know <laughs> and culture is not a joke but all right make it yeah it's not your costume but hilarious dude you know <laughs> What are you talking about? White culture is a recliner and a TV. Bro, that's literally bro. your culture. You're no, talking about it's your culture, bro. We ain't watching. With a beard in it. No. I'll let it go. in Puerto Rico? No, they don't. Want to know why? Because we're working. No, my. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> Let's talk about the new frontier. What's that? Let's switch, switch gears for a second. I think okay, the let's new do frontier it. reached our doorsteps in Miami. You hear about oh, that? Oh, bro. You hear about that? You, you talking about the aliens? Bro, the aliens. Tell them a little bit about the story. Okay, so look, I don't know. A lot of people saw this on Twitter, uh, but 
apparently there was an uh, alleged sighting of an eight to 10 foot tall alien at a mall in Miami. All right. And then there was some video footage of people running from there. Now, the official story, I think, is that there were teens that broke out into a big fight. So there was like a huge brawl and I think uh-huh. there were sticks involved yeah. and whatever. Cool. Like I, that seems plausible to me too, whatever. And probably, I mean, more plausible than a than an alien sighting. But what was crazy is there was video footage from outside the mall and they had the biggest police presence I've ever seen. I showed you the video. It was like, it, it was like, I think it might have been over like a, whole, a hundred, a like street, a literal bro. hundred cop cars. Yeah. Which I had never seen anything like that. And, it, and it's like for some teens getting into a fight with some sticks. Seems that a seems weird. A little, that seems crazy. I'm definitely not jumping to the alien thing. But like. I'm always going in the side of it's. It is. It's aliens, it's aliens for sure. Because that video I seen. No. The video I seen is not convincing enough. But yeah. it was just like it looked like something oh, was walking. But I mean at the end of the day like. He played for Miami. What could have just, just been Shaq. It could have been Shaquille O'Neal. It could have just been Shaq, bro. It's my no one's. Why no one's? Say, that, I feel like that's the actually. That's probably. What I mean, it he's is. between. Well, he's not eight foot. They I said mean, eight to ten foot, dude. We're, we're also hearing this from the perspective of the person who did this report. That's true. So it's like maybe they I can't mean, measure height. Him and they, yeah, they're looking at him and they're going, "That's just an alien." You know what I what I default to what? is like, what is going on in the alien's head? You know what I'm saying? Like from from the alien perspective, because like I don't let's, know what. Let's play what, on what, that a little bit. Let's play on that. Look, dude, I got a green. Listen, I got a. I'm dressed in green, bro. Here's what I think. But we we should play it out. You're the hey, alien. Hey, we I'm just brought alien. you in for a an interview. I am the talk show host. Okay, ready? Yeah, let's get it. All right, guys. Thanks for coming back to uh, Miami Vice, episode 23. Today we are featuring. What's your name again? Sorry, sir. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, there is an entire police presence. They almost yep. use half of Miami's police department when they have other things to focus on. I totally am on your side. We are seeing an influx of just, I feel like, I mean, you know what? It's your story. I'm not going to take away from it. Tell me what happened that day. Man, I was just out there trying to get some Chanel bags for my shawty. I'm shopping in the mall like everybody else. Everybody treat me like I'm some kind of freak. The fuck? I ain't really got too much more to add to that, bro. Y'all, y'all running from me. I thought we lived in a progressive place. Okay, I'm tall. I'm big. I look a little different from you. I, did we learn our lesson already? How many times throughout history has this happened? How many uh, times? No, answer the question. How many no, times I throughout I history? I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you, sir. Look, you know what? Some bullshit. I, I'm, I have a question for you. Whenever you see the pol- you see police and they are stopping black people. Right. Right, or they're stopping a riot. Things where actual danger is being implemented, yeah. they're stopping a, a a drug deal. Yeah, things where drugs being with fentanyl laced and it's being that's all through Miami right now. Colombia sure. is pulling that shit in like hotcakes. Yeah, but that's then right. you're just getting a Chanel bag for your shorty. How you put it, right? That's what I'm doing. That's it. <laughs> that's how I do. That's the things what, that I do. What is is it? What is it about? Is there something about you? I'm trying to get a better understanding. I don't see species. Look at me. <laughs> I'm eight to ten foot tall. I got more sauce than all of y'all combined. And I hear you talk. Listen, I hear you talking about the Afri- African American community. But let me just say this: You ever seen a black man walk into a mall, minding his own business, buying a Chanel bag, and the entire mall? Sprints in terror out of the building. 
You don't know what it's like to be me! Right, I think I'm done, bro. <laughs> so dumb. That's what it felt like to be the alien, guys. You heard it first, heard it here first on Miami Vice News. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Can we get that guy for fucking set? Can we get that guy out of here now? Well, guys, I don't know. Listen, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if acting is uh, is our first calling, but we'll, yeah, we'll get better. We'll get better. We got to get better acting in general. We need we'll to get take better improv it. class, bro. Yo, in addition to doing this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere that it airs, on our YouTube channel, we have a show called Up for Debate, and we have been doing reaction videos as of late. So this is where David and I are reacting to art from the perspective of a full-time rapper and a full-time video director. We're analyzing both the music and the video. You can check that out on our YouTube channel, Made by Thieves which is THVS. If you're watching this on YouTube, go check out our channel and hit the playlist. You'll find it all right there. So peace. We were talking about this a little bit. It seems so crazy. Uh, just everything that's going on. Like think about the different, think about just like the different frontiers in which things are getting crazy. So on one hand you have Israel and Palestine conflict. You have, Russia and Ukraine conflict. So we got war right. and we know that we have nuclear warheads, uh, a number on this earth that could totally destroy the earth. The right. Earth, yeah. Okay. So you have that it's frontier. Scary. Then you have the, the, the fact that central banks are inflating currency and we have, you know, financial issues. Then you have the fact that there's, you know, a political pulling away. Then you have social media's effect on people and how, how social media can affect pride and vanity and, push us in that direction like we were talking about then you have ai being developed you know what i'm saying and, and all the questions Oof. Are around that Oof. like and and there's this uh you know this uh psychedelic user uh philosopher named terrence mckenna but basically he had an an idea that basically entropy is the purpose of the universe and things just continue to complex uh complexify until what he calls the transcendental object at the end of time, but fire name for an album. Yeah. Which is a fire name for an album. Mm -hmm. Big facts. Or movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, everything's just getting crazy. I mean, I like just, let's just focus on technology. Cause that's a, that's a, that's another easy one to wrap your head around. Like two, 125 years ago, mm -hmm. you're the year 1900, bro. We mm -hmm. were just in the process of like moving from riding horses to places to automobiles. And crazy planes in that same like time period like late 1890s is when this stuff was like invented right you know what i mean and then so you had that but then now we have air travel now we can just fly through the air and it's very effective and it's very effective but almost a i mean it's like almost a zero percent failure rate yeah it's crazy yeah and then we get to you know oh oh oh, oh also actually around this time you also have recorded music the gramophone was developed by Thomas yep, Edison. True. You also have electricity. Yeah, bro, electricity, electricity was a little bit before the that. Of our existence. Yeah, electricity Crazy. was before that. But like, okay, so this all happened 120 years ago. Yeah. But through that, we went from that stage.
conversation and it's through every, the mic of your video game. Man, dude, okay. Imagine that, but in a physical... Imagine that for someone who... Imagine a robot for for someone who is having dementia. That it's just, it's just catered to that person's histories, that person's family. Yeah. It's there to take care of that person when the, when the family can't. Imagine I mean, but that. But, bro, what if we just straight up fix dementia? Like there's the been, chips, there's bro. They had, well, oh I mean that, but no, but there were also like, uh, there's, there's also biological progress being, uh, like, or like happening. And there was a new medicine that came out. I think it, was it approved for human trials? Is that what it was? But it was, it was like, it slowed the rate of Alzheimer's by like 70%. The, 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 the rate of deterioration, which I mean, that's I significant. That. Yeah. That's significant. But no, real quick though, before we get out of here, I want to talk about the video game thing because because I think the way that this fully culminates is I know where you're going with that. Look, okay, so you have let's say you have NPC characters in a game yeah. that you already have games real quick to back up. You already have games that like have ever evolving worlds. You had GTA online, you know what I'm saying? So you have constantly something that's updated. constantly being updated. Yeah. Fortnite's been doing that. You have right. experiences, you have all these things. Okay, cool. Now you now you implement all your NPCs are AI. Uh, different AIs built around specific personalities, parameters. character traits. Right now, imagine like enneagrams. A, They're built off different enneagrams. Right, imagine exactly. That. Yeah. Now, imagine also that you have historical figures like Aristotle. Let's say you had a Assassin's Creed game yeah. in Greece, which I know they have one. But I'm saying where you can in the game you talk to Aristotle as an NPC, and he's built off the in all of Aristotle's writings. And things that historically Oof. we know about him. Right. So his character model is built off of that. So you can basically talk to, you can almost bring people back to 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 life. And then you take the layer That's of weird. virtual reality. And then, so then you have virtual reality. So now you're physically, more or less from a perceptive well, that's also going to be improving. It's going to get to a point where it just feels real. It just feels real. Yeah. You have you have uh, photorealistic mappings of faces and this yeah. and that. Whenever the the computer chip can get there, maybe quantum computing gets us there. But bro, at that point, you just have created a new reality. I mean, you're able to speak to, and you're able to speak to like. Uh, I mean, the, uh, eventually AI is going to get to a point where it's just like the Turing test is easy. Like it's like it's indistinguishable. It's like uh, you could develop a, Maybe you could develop a friendship with a. An NPC, bro. That's kind of wild. What you just described, bro, is pretty much magic school bus. You can actually just ima- imagine. Just imagine this, right? Okay. Imagine this. You just want to frizzle. You want to learn about lizard. Ms. Frizzle was a baddie. She That's was. Dude, she was kind of thick. Kind of ridiculous. Miss Frizzle anyway. was. Th- Hold up, Miss Frizzle was thick though, wasn't she? She was thick, bro. She was thick for real. <laughs> Slim thickums. How about a magic school bus? That's right. Anyways, imagine like you are. In class, you're in history class, and then you have to just um, learn more about, like you said, Abraham Lincoln, for example. And you have a VR system. It is quite like the magic. The school, all the magic school bus did was take you back in time, or it was through the body, right? Through the body, right, right. things like that. So it'd be so cool if we can get we can get to the point where we can, you know, get, go to the White House in the Oval. This is the most basic version, but we go to the Oval Office and we chat with Abraham Lincoln and we ask him questions. That's how we study and a certain part of studying. I think that would be, be so, so dope. It would be so dope. Now, that could be distorted really, really badly depending Oof. on accounts and yeah. how, the, how they're That's programmed. The that, is the, that is a tough part. But, bro, I was going to say the, the last thing I want to leave this off on, and yeah. this is something maybe we can talk about off camera, but uh, they have, uh, and Jordan Peterson was talking about this with somebody, but they have developed a, a machine learning AI 
based on the King's James Bible. So it's where you can so so it's off of the writings yeah. and and all of the contextual interpretive philosophy yeah. in there. It's it's a situation where you can ask it questions and it will respond based on the wisdom contained within that. So you've created a essentially a being that has the cumulative computed reasoning of the Bible. Now, now that might be where it gets to be like, I you mean, might get into get antichrist. antichrist yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it could also be an extremely powerful tool if that is the model by which it's based. Who knows, you know what I'm man. saying? That's where you, so. that's where you really get into, I guess we're strapped in along for the ride, right? hundred yeah. percent, bro. Well, Hey, great episode. Yeah. Uh, excited to be your friend. For sure, bro. We thick as thieves. I'm finna go look up Miss Frizzle in a second. I mean, I know me too, bro. I might watch a couple episodes. For sure. I mean, peace. <laughs> Yeah, baby, need top five when I'm done going mental. Yeah, I'm like, then you can peep my condition in the lab all winter. All summer, yeah, I went down.